Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life Podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Welcome to the final episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast of 2020. Wow. I literally cannot believe that this year is almost over. It's mind-blowing. <laughs> 2020 was an incredibly challenging and confronting year, to say the least. For myself personally, I experienced a wide range of emotions, and looking back, it feels very roller coaster like which I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to. I really don't want to focus too much on the heaviness of 2020, but one thing I do want to say is that if 2020 taught us anything, it's that things can change in an instant, nothing is guaranteed, and anything can happen. Now, I know that the thought of that can really trigger some anxiety and fear, but I want to invite you to instead let that inspire you for the year ahead. Things can change in an instant. Okay, so knowing that, can you do better moving forward to find the joy in each moment, to find a deeper appreciation for the relationships that you have, and cultivate deep gratitude for all that you are in this moment right now? Nothing is guaranteed. Okay, so knowing that, can you cultivate courage to step into your power and do more of the things that maybe sometimes feel scary, but simultaneously ignite a deep fire within your soul? Can you let this hyper-awareness of the impermanence of everything in this life nourish bravery within you to be your authentic self and maybe even care a little less about what others might think? And lastly, anything can happen. Knowing this, can you please, for the love of all things good, stop letting your limiting beliefs rule your life and just believe in yourself and believe in your big dreams. You are the most valuable investment you will ever make. Reset, realign, reclaim, restart, reignite. Look, I know this year has been hard. It's been heartbreaking and heavy in so many ways, but there are so many valuable lessons that I truly feel have the opportunity for massive growth. As this year comes to a close, I wanted to dedicate the final episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast to realigning our energy, reclaiming our power, and reigniting inspiration and gratitude through setting intentions. I'm also going to share some of my longtime rituals that I implement at the end of each year that really helped me get my energy right for the new year. My goal for this episode is just to like get all the good vibes flowing, get aligned, get centered, and get our minds right for 2021. Okay, so first let's talk about intentions. Just so that we're all on the same page, an intention is a guiding principle for how you want to live, be, and show up in the world. Now, I don't want you to confuse an intention with a goal. An intention is not something that you attach an expectation or an evaluation to. It's just something that you want to align with in your life. It's an aim, a purpose, or an attitude that you'd be proud to commit to. Intentions, they they have to come from your heart. They're not the tangible lose 10 pounds or get that promotion kind of goals that you might set. They are heart-driven and they evoke feeling and purpose. 
Some examples would be like practice being non-judgmental of myself and of others, send out love to the world, open my heart, let go of fear, so on and so forth. Setting an intention is a way to bring your heart and your mind into alignment. Setting an intention is activating a part of your receptivity. Moving forward with zero intentions is kind of like getting in the car with no direction. Now, don't get me wrong. That can be fun sometimes because you're allowing fate to kind of happen to you. But the bottom line is that if you want to get somewhere, the power of setting an intention and having more clarity on your direction is ultimately what's going to help you get there. Working with intentions is powerful because it can show you just how powerful you are. And they can help give you direction and purpose in every choice that you make. You know, oftentimes people allow the day, the week, the month, or even the year to just happen to them. But when you set an intention, you are activating your receptivity and manifesting and putting out that which you intend to attract and call into your life. And that is the power behind setting intentions. There are so many different ways to set intentions. You can do weekly intentions, monthly, quarterly, seasonally, yearly. It really just depends on what works best for you. But what I will say is I suggest finding something that you can sustain so you can really make a habit out of this practice. For a while, I was setting monthly intentions, but I found that a month was honestly just too short for me to actualize and embody my intentions. Each month I found myself writing out the same exact intention, so I decided a couple of months ago that I was going to set intentions more seasonally, like for winter, spring, summer, fall, and this to me feels feels a lot better and more sustainable. But again, you have to find what works for you, and I really want to emphasize that I think that this is a really individualized practice, so don't be afraid to tailor it to you. To discover your personal intention or intentions, if you want to set multiple, simply just ask yourself, what matters most to you? How do you want to feel? Your answer or answers could form a powerful intention for you, which you can align your thoughts and ultimately your actions with. This should come as no surprise, but I like to ritualize my actual intention discovery practice, if you will, by getting into really grounded, calm, and connected energy. And the best time for me to do that is post-yoga and meditation practice. I also like to do some pranayama so that my energy channels are open and flowing and balanced. And I like to have a nice hot shower or a bath and kind of treat myself to this whole evening of nourishment and self-care. And then I'll sit with a pen and paper and just check in with myself. Really feel into the energy of the upcoming season and write down what my intentions are. I also like to take a few moments to tap into gratitude for things that have happened in the previous season, as well as recognize things that are not serving me in a positive way that I want to release. Gratitude is really important in the intention setting process, and I have a whole episode about gratitude. I believe it's episode 15, so if you haven't listened to that, definitely go and give it a listen. But gratitude is an important part of the intention setting practice because gratitude is one of the highest vibrational states. Setting intentions from a high vibrational state will help you align with your highest self and connect with abundant energy. The last thing I'll say about setting intentions for now is that I really want to invite you to focus on how you want to feel when you're setting your intentions. For example, I want to feel loved. I want to feel calm, abundant, creative. Setting intentions with strong emotions behind them make them exorbitantly more powerful and meaningful. By getting clear on how we want to feel, we can align our thoughts and actions to create an outcome that is truly fulfilling. 
This also allows us to set our intentions from a place of authentic connection. Okay, so let's talk about my little mindful New Year's Eve ritual that I've been doing for the last handful of years. I actually started doing this in 2016 when I was still working in nightlife. And that's an important thing to note, I think, because New Year's Eve and nightlife is the biggest night of the year. It's a big money night. It's a big night for champagne sales and alcohol. And in the party scene, it's just a big night in general. Working bottle service meant basically hosting my own little party at my table. And part of that was partaking in drinking, which not only helped my table have a good time, but it also increased my sales, which meant more money in my pocket. And this is all relevant because one of my mindful New Year's Eve ritual steps is to commit to a dry New Year's Eve. And choosing to not drink on New Year's Eve while doing bottle service was one that I felt truly confident in, but I know it sort of pissed my coworkers off since we pulled tips. And sadly, when I didn't drink, I actually still felt hungover because I was up till like 5 a.m. But it was important to me, even while in that toxic job, to try to form healthy habits to start the new year off as clear-minded as possible. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because like if I, in that environment, can go dry for New Year's Eve, anyone can do it. Okay, it was, a, it was a tough thing for me to try to resist drinking when everyone around me was drinking. Okay, so my mindful New Year's Eve ritual. I commit, like I said, to a dry New Year's Eve. That means no alcohol, even if I'm at a party or even when I was working an event. This is a lot easier for me now since I stopped working in nightlife three years ago, but also this year I feel like it's especially easier because of COVID since large gatherings are frowned upon here in LA. And I do want to say that in regards to alcohol, I'm not against drinking I'm also not sober, and I'm definitely not throwing shade at anyone who chooses to drink on New Year's Eve or any other day of the year for that matter. To keep it real, I do occasionally enjoy a glass of red wine with my dinner, a spicy marg with my vegan tacos, and I even occasionally enjoy a glass of sake with my vegan sushi. But in general, I'm not a big drinker, and I can go into this more in another episode if that's something that you want me to talk about more. But plain and simply, I just find that alcohol dims my light. It takes valuable clarity and energy away from me, and I like to be mindful of when I'm consuming this. And specifically, I don't want to wake up on the first day of the year hungover or feeling off even in the slightest. Now, if you're the type that can limit your intake to make sure you're not hungover on day one of the new year, then that's cool too. The point is to wake up on the first of the year feeling alert, clear-minded, grounded and connected, not hungover, sick, and immobile, which alcohol has a tendency to do. And like maybe in the future, I'll decide to enjoy a glass of champs to celebrate, but for now, I like to go dry on the 31st of December. And that's just a personal choice. I personally, like even when I have one glass of wine, I feel different the next morning. I don't know if that's just in my head, but like I don't feel like my brightest, most energetic self. So I personally like to go dry on New Year's Eve. I also like to take time to reflect on the past 12 months and do some journaling. And typically I ask myself a few questions to help me get the most out of this self-reflection exercise. So if you don't already, grab a pen and notebook and jot these down. The first question I ask is, what was the best thing that happened this year? Then what was the single most challenging thing that happened this year? Third question is, what was the biggest lesson I learned this year? And lastly, what worked? what didn't. So as far as self-reflection, I try not to think about the past on a regular basis too much. 
but I do find it extremely helpful to check in every now and then to see what's working and also just to confirm and make sure that everything I'm engaging in on a daily basis is actually supporting where I want to go in life. The point of this is not to get yourself in a funk or throw your mind into reverse. The point is to recognize and celebrate your victories, identify what worked and what didn't, and then get clear about what you want to take with you into the new year. Then I like to set my intentions, which we covered previously, but again, engage in some activities that are grounding for you, whether that's yoga, meditating, pranayama, self-care, or all of the things like me. And then sit with yourself and really ask yourself how you want to show up in the year ahead. Get clear on how you want to feel. Tap into gratitude. And also, don't be afraid to identify some things that you want to release and let go of. I also like to set goals for the year ahead. Again, remember that your intentions and your goals are two different things. Goals are more tangible, while intentions are more heart-driven and feelings-centered. So for goal setting, ask yourself, what are some things you'd like to accomplish over the next 12 months? Where do you want to be this time next year? Doing this allows you to better prioritize your time and make clear choices on a day-to-day or month-to-month basis that will lead you closer to living the life that you dream of. Also, as far as goal setting, I like to aim high when it comes to my goals, but I also try to find a healthy balance between lofty and realistic. But remember, as 2020 showed us, even the most wild things can happen. So don't be afraid to reach high. Making a vision board is also really fun to do around this time. Your timing with this is not really that important. So whether you do it on the 31st or the 1st or the 10th really doesn't matter. Just do it when it feels good to you. I actually have a whole YouTube video where I walk you through my entire vision board process, which I will link in the show notes, but I absolutely love vision boarding. It's so fun and creative. I love making mine colorful and beautiful so that I can hang it up where I can see it every day. And it's just a great visual reminder of what your purpose is, of what you're working towards. And it's a great reminder of all the awesome things that you're working towards so you can make choices each day that support those goals. This is especially helpful for people like me who are visual people. This is a great thing to do. So vision boarding is a must in my book. On the first day of the year, I also have a few things that I like to do. I love to make sure that I go on a hike or I get outside. I love hiking on New Year's Eve as well as on New Year's Day because it just feels good to get outside. Being out in nature, breathing in the fresh air, it just really helps me get my mind clear and get perspective on things. And if you don't live near an accessible place to hike, you could even just take a walk outside or under neighborhood or find a quiet park to sit at. But getting out in nature, even like taking off your socks and shoes, grounding, doing some earthing, even more like going to the beach and sitting by the ocean or a creek or something like that, that is just a really powerful way to get connected to source energy slash the universe slash God, however you refer to it as, but just really connecting with the energy around you. Obviously, I love to get my yoga on. That is a must for me on the daily, but definitely, especially on the first of the year. Moving my body with my breath in a mindful way helps me to move stagnant energy around and out of my body and allows me to get grounded. If yoga isn't your thing, I'm not really sure why you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) Just kidding. But also like any sort of physical activity that makes you feel good is good. On day one of the new year, I also love to do a little gratitude meditation. By now, you should know why gratitude is so powerful. 
but taking time to tune in and count my blessings allows me to cultivate more goodness in my life. An attitude of gratitude breeds abundance. You know, we can get so focused on the hustle, thinking that that's the only way to generate abundance, but I've realized that by slowing down, focusing on my breath, and showing gratitude for what I already have allows me to become a magnet for even more opportunities. My gratitude meditation is actually really simple. Every time I inhale, I silently say I am grateful for, or I say thank you for, and on the exhale, I say one thing that I'm grateful for. And I do this for like five to 10 minutes, but feel free to meditate longer if it feels good to you. I also like to cleanse my space with sage or palo santo, which speaking of which, if you're looking for more goodness along the same lines as today's episode, definitely check out my YouTube channel. I just posted a video on Sunday where I share 21 healthy habits for 2021. And on the 31st, I'm sharing my life edit routine where I take you through my end of year ritual that I do to completely reset my life and prep myself physically and energetically for the new year. It's fun. I like purge my physical space. I do all my little rituals as far as my schedule and my goals and my daily habits and my wellness routine and all of the things. So if you enjoyed today's episode, definitely go and check out my YouTube channel this week as well as my blog. I've got good things coming for you guys. Okay, I think that is it for today. This episode's getting a little long and I like to keep these solo episodes on the more bite-sized end for you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that your holidays were filled with love and good energy. And I hope that you and your loved ones are safe and healthy and well. And I just, I know this year was a lot. I know it was heavy, but I want you to get excited. I I want this past year, even as challenging and confronting as it was, I want you to let it inspire you for 2021. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's taught us that things can change in an instant. Nothing is guaranteed and anything can happen. And let this be the year that you step into your power, cultivate courage, and do more of the things that bring you joy. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast. So every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening and I'll catch you next week.